episode number 10 of the Heal Your Burnout podcast, Boundary Basics, part one of three, welcome to Boundary Bootcamp. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I'm really excited about this episode. I talk all about what boundaries are, why you need to set them, what holds us back from setting them, and I'm going to give you questions you need to ask yourself before you set a boundary. We're getting to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. I'm so excited to be talking about boundaries today, mostly because there was a time in my life when I had no boundaries. I didn't know that boundaries were a thing. I was like a palm tree swaying in the wind whenever someone asked something of me or my boss asked something of me, someone asked for my time. I was just swaying with the wind, pulled in 50 million directions, and I couldn't figure out why I was so exhausted and why I felt like I was so busy. Boundaries are so, so important, and learning how to master them has changed my life. And in this three-part series, this first part is going to be all about introducing you to boundaries, what they are, what they are not, what it means to set boundaries, and questions you need to ask yourself before you set boundaries. And then in part two, we're going to talk about internal boundaries with yourself, and then part three, external boundaries with others. Let's just jump right in. What the heck is a boundary? A boundary is simply a property line. If you think of your house and your yard or wherever it is that you live, your front door, it's something that clearly defines this is where I end and you begin. Boundaries in our lives let people know how we prefer to be treated. They let people know how far we are willing to go for them. They are deals that we make with ourselves. How are we going to speak to ourselves? What will we tolerate from ourselves? There's an incredibly personal component to boundaries because what I define as my boundaries will look very different than what you define as your boundaries. That's the beauty of boundaries. Two of the most powerful words we have are yes and no. And all day long, we're saying yes to things and no to other things. And they might be really, really subconscious and things that we don't even think about that we're choosing. But each day from the moment you wake up, you're choosing yes, no, yes, no, all day long. And when we misuse yes and no, We then set ourselves up for an overwhelmed schedule, clogged up with all these things that we said yes to, 
that we didn't want to say yes to, but we felt like we should, we had to, or we'd feel guilty if we didn't. And then that produces us with an underwhelmed feeling overall. Because when you're overwhelmed with things you don't want to do, how can your your soul be happy? How can you be content? And one of the biggest things that held me back from setting boundaries is I thought that saying yes to others and giving unconditionally to others was an expression of love, which yes, caring most definitely is an expression of love. But I was continually letting letting others dictate what I did, how I did it, because I wanted I wanted to do the quote kind thing or the thing that I perceived that my higher power that God would want me to do. And I really clung to that. And when I started doing boundary work, I read a book called Boundaries. The authors are Cloud and Townsend. I will link it up in the in the show notes for this episode. But in this book, my mind was blown when the author talked about how setting boundaries is what what we are called to do. Because when we don't set them, we're not able to fulfill our purpose. And at the end of the day, each and every one of us was created by whatever higher power you subscribe to. For me, it is God. You, We were all created. We were created for a reason. And when we clog up our time and our energy with all these yeses that we don't love, we never get to give out the best yes. We never get to overwhelm our soul and fulfill our purpose because we're all here for a reason. We all have a mission that we're on and we need to fulfill that. That's what we are called to do, each and every one of us. And not having boundaries is the perfect storm for burnout. Because your time, your energy is occupied and it's doing things that don't fuel you and it could lead to exhaustion, disengagement, being negative, being cynical, you name it, it's the perfect storm. One of the best ways we can heal from burnout is to take the time to not only learn what boundaries are, but by taking time to continually audit in our own lives, where can we set a boundary? And I really don't think that boundaries are something that you master once and you're done forever. I learned boundaries X number of years ago, therefore I'm done. I think it's a continually evolving process because we're always meeting new people. We're always teaching people how to treat us. We're always laying down boundaries and we're always evaluating the boundaries we have or that we do not have in place. And boundaries... A really clear example from that book, Boundaries, the author talked about how every day we wake up and we climb a mountain or we hike in the Grand Canyon every single day. Life is the Grand Canyon. We, we wake up every morning and we put on our hiking backpacks, those big, huge backpacks that weigh a lot. And that backpack represents our daily responsibilities. We have one and everyone around us has one. And that's what we do day in and day out. We put our backpack on, we hike the Grand Canyon. And at different moments in life, we have a bolder moment. That is when times get hard. Illness happens, death happens, a family emergency happens. Things go down that cause our backpack to be replaced with a boulder. And when we have a bolder moment, 
that's when we are called to reach out for help. That's where we need a friend, a loved one, a mentor, someone to help us move that boulder. Where we get into trouble, most women that struggle with setting boundaries, we start taking on other people's knapsacks. So every morning we wake up, we put on our own, and then we put on like four other people's knapsacks. And then instead of hiking the Grand Canyon with one, we have four. So when a big boulder moment happens, how the heck are we supposed to manage? It sets us up. We're primed and ready to fail or to not be able to, to stand it when a big boulder moment happens and to really collapse. And although burnout is not a failure, it's a failure to set boundaries in most instances. And when we get really clear on what it is that we are responsible for, that is where the magic happens. Boundaries are in place to protect your best yes so that you're not throwing yeses all out all over the place. It's to protect that best yes and also to protect your time and to protect your energy. Boundaries keep the good in and the bad out. And I think that a lot of women struggle with boundaries because none of us, I think many of us were conditioned to think that we need to be nice. We want to be liked. We don't want to do something wrong. And I don't think any of us want to miss out on any opportunities. And having the disease to please or lacking boundaries is very different than showing someone you love them. When we take on characteristics of someone without boundaries, we really begin to do things for people when the person is capable of doing them for themselves. And here is a really good time to talk about what boundaries are not. So we know that boundaries are limitations. They teach people how to treat us. Boundaries could be with ourselves or with other people. Boundaries are not controlling. So for example, you are in control of your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own actions. You are not in control of someone else's thoughts, feelings, or actions. And where boundaries gets blurry is when you start setting boundaries with people in your life, they might not understand what you're doing. Chances are they're going to they're going to push back because they're not used to you setting boundaries. And Something that we have to remember is when we set boundaries, we still are only in control of our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So when we set them, we are not responsible for how the other person reacts. We are not responsible for the other person's perception of us. And there are so many different types of boundaries, everything from a physical boundary to time boundaries, energy boundaries, distance boundaries, all of it boils down to how you want to be treated and every boundary has a consequence. So once you lay down a boundary, an important thing is to actually follow through. So for example, if a boundary for you is I will not be yelled at or I will not tolerate disrespect in a conversation and say you're in a conversation with someone in a, in a conflict And the person turns to either name calling, they raise their voice, or they curse at you. And you think to yourself, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't like that. 
a time to set a boundary could be saying something like, if you continue to speak to me in that way, I will leave. And then when the person curses or says something disrespectful, actually not fighting back, but walking away and leaving, that consequence piece is huge. What boundaries are not is saying that and then not actually providing the consequence. Or saying that and thinking that you're going to change another person's cursing or the way they express themselves. We could explain how we prefer to be treated, but we are not responsible ultimately for how that person decides to behave. All we could do is be responsible for ourselves. And the more clear we could get on what's acceptable to us and how far we're willing to go, how we prefer to be treated, the more clear we could get on that and the more clearly we can communicate that in relationships, personal, professional, family, etc., then the better our boundaries could be known. When we're clear about our boundaries, there's nothing left for interpretation. And when another person, when you first start setting boundaries, this is what I know to be true. When you first start setting them, people are not going to understand. They're going to give you pushback. They're going to be angry. They're going to be mad. They're going to be upset. And I think when, when most women think of themselves setting boundaries, that's the number one fear that holds most of us back. What is this person going to think? Guess what? They're going to be upset. They're going to be mad. Because you're switching up the game. You're switching your role. You normally don't have boundaries. And here's the thing. You become like the five people you spend the most time with. Chances are when you're lacking in boundaries, you're surrounded by one of two people. People who take advantage of your lack of boundaries or two other people who don't know how to set boundaries either. That's very hard to come to terms with and very challenging to come to terms with because when you start setting boundaries, people are going to get angry because suddenly they have to do things for themselves or people are going to get offended because they're going to think that you're mad at them. The important thing is to remember that boundaries, the part that you are responsible for is communicating your boundary And you are not responsible for how other people perceive them or interpret them. You are responsible for the consequence and you are not responsible for another person's thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. And we will get so much deeper into how to set boundaries with other people later on in this three-part series. And for today, to close out the episode, I want to give you different examples of setting boundaries and also different questions you could begin to ask yourself to identify where are your weak areas so that you can start setting boundaries and identifying where they need to be laid. All right, some specific examples of boundaries, and these are going to be with other people and with yourself. So first we have a physical boundary. So an example of this would be someone approaching you with a level of affection that you don't feel comfortable with. Whether that be a hug, I think most women could relate to being in an uncomfortable touching situation. I know for me, I've been in situations where someone has touched my hair or caressed the back of my neck or hugged me too long and 
And it's important that when you're in those situations to feel comfortable saying, please don't touch me in that way. Or please, I don't feel comfortable with hugs. Or I'm not a touchy person. Being able to actually state out loud what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Hey, a hug is fine, but please don't kiss me on the cheek. Whatever that is. So physical could be actually a touch component, communicating that in a relationship if you're in a romantic partnership. Or it could even be a physical boundary such as if you continue yelling at me, I will leave. And then the consequence of physically picking up and walking away. Now there's also different distance type of boundaries, geographical distance. So let's say a boundary might be if you come visit my house, please call me before so I can know so you'll know if it's a good time and I'll have a heads up. That would be an example of a an actual geographical distance saying unless I invite you to my house, please call beforehand. Then there's emotional distance. An emotional distance might be something like another person is having a bad day and they snap at you or they're moody with you. Actually, internally, making a note, okay, looks like they're having a bad day. I'm going to emotionally distance myself and I'm going to set that boundary. There's the most common one, which is time. How much time are you willing to give to someone? And something An example of this might be you're in the middle of doing something really important. You see that your family member's calling you and you really want to know what they want, but you don't have time to get tied up. It might sound like, hey, I have five minutes. What's going on? After five minutes, I need to go. And just making sure that the time expectation is communicated. So those are just a few different boundary boundary examples. And we could go on and on about boundary examples. And there's different ones in the workplace. Um, being asked to take on extra projects. A a boundary might be asking, hey, my plate is really full right now. What is priority? How can I let some of these go so I can take this on? Or unfortunately, my plate is full. I'm not able to take that on at this time. It might be I don't answer emails on the weekends. And boundaries could look different depending on the setting and depending on the purpose. Now, how do we know when we need to set boundaries? I would say the biggest red flag that a boundary needs to be laid is feeling resentful. So the first question you can ask yourself is, where do I feel resentful? Second question, where do I feel underappreciated? Third question, where do I feel angry? Because when we fail to set boundaries, eventually that leads us feeling resentful, angry, or underappreciated. And those three questions all fall under the same umbrella, which would be resentfulness and and feeling undervalued. Then we have why. What is it? Do I feel like my time is being taken up? Do I feel like I'm being forced to do something I don't necessarily want to do? Get curious with yourself. Why do I feel this way? And then three would be what would an ideal solution be? And I say this because usually when you struggle with boundaries, you know what the ideal solution is, but there's resistance to actually doing what the what the action would take for that solution. So whether that be actually communicating the boundary, you might be struggling with, well, what is that person going to think of me? How will they respond when I do this? And I think something really important to consider is 
answer that question, what would an ideal solution be without worrying about the action first? Then the last part would be, how do I need to communicate this? What do I need to say and to who and how can I do this? Something important to consider is when you first start setting boundaries, it's really important to do so in a supportive community because you are going to get pushback. People are going to be really confused. You will offend people when you start setting boundaries, period. Find a friend, find a mentor, find a coach, find a therapist, find someone who has mastered boundaries to walk through this process with you and make sure that they are comfortable with helping you through this. And I think another big thing to point out is boundaries are clear and concise. Boundaries aren't something that are a long soliloquy of I am going to set a boundary here because my time is valuable and I feel underappreciated and my schedule is full and I hope you understand and this is a boundary period. It's not that formal. It's not that type of communication. It's a concise statement of your expectation. I have five minutes to talk. What's going on? If you keep yelling at me, I will leave. If the meeting runs over, I will have to leave, etc. So really, when you review that boundary, yes, make sure you have a supportive person to walk through the process with you, but two, make sure that boundary is concise and is clear. Concise, clear, and has a consequence. The three C's of boundaries, concise, clear, consequence. Last but not least, Know that you are not responsible for how another person thinks, feels, and behaves. Remember, the only thing you can control is yourself, your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Those are my closing thoughts. I will see you in parts two and parts three where we talk about boundaries with self and boundaries with other people. Sending you love and light until then. Boundaries most certainly are beautiful. And I hope you found this episode valuable. See you in the next episode. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.